0: Two, three, four. Is it a scarf or is it half of a sweater? From what I've heard, it could be a third of a poncho. There's no excuse now not to be
1: knitting, because you can do
0: it standing and you can do it sitting.
1: Hi everybody, welcome to the Trudy Myrtle podcast. I'm Libby and this is episode 94. Yay, 94. I am overwhelmed with how much you've loved Floozy. Um, In episode 93, if you've watched it, Katrine and I did a little interview, Katrine from Yarn Floozy, did a little interview and we talked about the new Floozy cardigan and she had kits available which went in a flash. And um, Oh my goodness, you guys, it's just, it's been so exciting how much you've loved it. I had a good feeling about this cardigan because I really, really enjoyed knitting it, and the yarn that Katrine put together was just beautiful. But you have just been so enthusiastic and so supportive, and I just cannot wait to see all your floozy cardigans grow. They're gonna be so beautiful. So if you didn't catch last week, this is the floozy cardigan. I've got two. Um, This one's the Traveller Colourway, and the pink one is the Dreamer colorway. And then there was a third colorway, do you remember? The Still Waters Run Deck colorway, which was all greys and blues and looked absolutely beautiful on Katrine. Now, if you were desperate for one of those kits, they did sell out really quickly. That Katrina dyed out a lot of kits in advance and we, we thought that would be okay. We expected that she'd probably do some pre-orders, uh, but we thought we were pretty well prepared and then everybody wanted kits. So she sold out of those really quickly She's since then uh, done three pre-orders, which have also all sold out very quickly. Don't panic. Apart from the fact there are a ton of other dyes that have jumped on board, and they're all putting kits together. If you shoot over to my Instagram page, I've kept all the kits, all the yarns that I've seen, all the dyes that have let me know that they're dying something. I've kept all the photographs that they've tagged me in or, or told me about in my highlights. And on Instagram, on the front page, I'll put a link in the show notes and there'll be a link to the full show notes in the description box on YouTube, but it's also over on my um, blog. Yeah, it, it ends in episode e- EP 94. Um, I on the, hi- on the profile page, there's a button called Highlights. Yeah, there is a Highlights button. Sorry, there's a button that says Floozy Kits. And if you click on that button, it'll take you through the very many, there are a lot of kits that are available. Some have been pre-order, Some are ready to ship. Some are just colour ideas that dyes have put together. Some are actual kits where they've done all the weighing and measuring for you. So go and have a look. If you're still desperate, you can't find anything there, but I think you will. But if you're still desperate or if you still really want to have um, some of these original colourways, which are stunning, and this is the Merino Cashmere Silk blend, um, the fingering blend, then Katrine will be doing more pre-orders. But she's just got to catch up with everything that's been ordered so far. So she's anticipating that come... Um, early September there'll be another round of pre-orders available there's also something else that's going to be happening then as well so um, we've just got a little bit more up our sleeve I'm afraid (laughs) because we just we're having such a good time with this we're going to keep it going so keep your eyes peeled I'll tell you here on the podcast of course but do follow me on social media because I can instantly tell you about stuff there so if you follow me on Instagram that's great because I do lots of live chats to you in my stories and you'll get notified if I'm going live and that way you can ask me questions and I can answer them right then and there. So that's a really good way to contact me. Um, also, let me know, uh, follow me on Facebook because I I tend to post there as well, and also on Ravelry. But but failing that, if you don't ha- if you're not into social media, that's fine. Just sign up to my mini mag. So uh, I'll put a link to that as well in the show notes. You can sign up to the mini mag and then I will deliver to you um, every couple of weeks. It's a newsletter, but I call it my mini mag because it's a little more than a newsletter. So I'm trying to give you articles and links and interesting stuff and tutorials I've made and I'll give you special discounts on patterns as well. Um, and it just comes every couple of weeks, sometimes a little more frequently if there's if there's um, new patterns coming out. But uh, it's kind of like an early bird notice. So if you want to know about the new exciting things that are going to happen, sign up to the newsletter because you guys will will know first. That's where I put the information first um, when it's something big to tell you about. Did I say who I was even? (laughs) So I'm Libby. I'm Truly Myrtle. You can find me all over the internet as Truly Myrtle on Instagram. If you're going to follow me there, I'm Truly Myrtle Photos. So come and say hi. I love chatting to you. I've really, really enjoyed meeting so many more of you over the last couple of weeks. It's Oh, it's just so good. I just you know, we're in New Zealand, We're at the bottom of the world. It's a small place. A lot of us travel a lot, or have traveled a lot., uh, but it's a big effort to get anywhere else from down here. and um, we're we're hyper conscious of what happens in the rest of the world, even if you guys forget we're here. <laughs> so to uh, make friends with people in other parts of the world and just you know, it, it helps you reminisce when you know you've been there, but also make connections. I absolutely love it, and I know lots of people around the world love meeting people from other cultures as well and other countries. So, um, yeah, it's just such good fun when you have a good chat. I love it. I love it. The world feels so much smaller, doesn't it? It just we've got we've got this really good knitting community going on. It's really really good. I oh, we are so lucky. We are so lucky. I think when I hear about some of the stuff that happens in other communities, and on the whole, we're pretty nice people that is pretty nice people, so come and say hi to me. Right, now what else have I got to tell you this week? Not a heck of a lot, I don't think I've got a lot to tell you, I'm off to knit August nights next week, so the time's perfectly with the podcast, there won't be a podcast next week, um, but I will, um, I'll let you know about some new stuff that's going to happen and with my newsletter and then i'll be back the following week with some uh knit august night's news it's a big yarn festival down here in new zealand i'll be teaching i've also got all my samples there on my show so people can come and try them on and i'll have a big mirror and um actually that reminds me i need to double check that i've got the mirror again because the mirror is essential kit on my stand because i really encourage you to try things on fling them around you what colors are working for you what shapes do you like I have a ball on those stands. I I really, really enjoy it. Uh, So I'll be doing that all weekend as well, and then I'll come back and I'll tell you a little bit about it, um, what happened at Knit August Nights, and maybe one day you'll come and join us. Did you know I just learned the other day? Well, I knew, but I'd forgotten that next year, 2019, is the 10th year anniversary for Knit August Nights. I think there's going to be a huge celebration. So if you're thinking of coming, come next year. It'll just, don't miss out. It's going to be amazing. Oh, it's really good getting together with the other Italy people. Right, now the other thing I was going to tell you is that this podcast, I've got a really fun thing that's following right after this. So last week I spoke to Katrine, the dyer from Yarn Floozy, who uh, dyed the beautiful yarn for my Yarn Floozy cardigan and lots of you who have managed to get the kits. Um, I spoke to her on the podcast and while I was at her house interviewing the podcast, I took the opportunity for her to take me on a tour of her studio so I found it super interesting looking around her studio now she tells me since we recorded it has grown a little bit because she has had so many orders for the floozy cardigan she's taken the opportunity to buy a whole lot of burners so now I think in this I think from memory she had two burners or three burners for her pots and I understand now she has eight so um you guys this has been awesome to help you know, grow her business as well. I'm just, oh it makes me so happy to be able to help out and do stuff like that and you guys are part of that too. So you, Katrina's going to show us around her studio though. It's really, really cute. It's beautifully organized. Uh, she's going to talk to us about how she developed the floozy colorways and putting colors together and different yarns and how they behave and show us her dyes and all sorts of stuff you didn't know that you wanted to know from a dyer. I found it totally fascinating. She's a colour master. I hope you really enjoy the show and I will see you in a couple of weeks. Bye, everybody. See you later. Enjoy what follows. Bye.
2: Hi. Come on Hi. Up.
1: Thank you. Oh, la la. Welcome to
2: my studio. This is where I do all of my work. It's half shared with some garage things, which Will eventually go but um this is my space it's divided up into little bits and I can um take you around and show show you what I've got. Show us around. Okay over here is my desk and my weighing out station so there's lots of little bits and pieces that I weigh out so for some of these mini skeins and the kits you'll be getting a 25 and a 50 to make it the perfect amount for your cardigan so all that weighing out happens here. Everything's organized I've got all my labels, I've got my books, I've got loads of books actually. My whole bookshelf, the bottom row is full of notebooks. So those all have ideas, plans, things that I'm working towards, that kind of thing. It's all happening in there. And um, in here is a lovely cardigan, but um, I have my stacks of yarn oh, wow. and dyes. A little bit low at the moment. Got some more yarn coming tomorrow, so all of that's happening in there. All my scales. I hide the lighter from my children. <laughs> some lollies for emergencies. Um, this is actually those two cabinets are actually my sewing things, which don't ever see the light of day. They should. One day I will get there. Um, and then I have bags full of projects, basically everywhere. There's some up there, there's some in here, there's some on the bottom of that cupboard, there's some in these boxes down there. Um, yeah, so that's all of this section. Over here is where I do all of my dyeing. I use mostly, mostly do semi-solids or low-immersion speckled dyes. So for that I use trays. These were actually um, thrifted from my mum's school. They're the bottom of um desks. And I use those for soaking all my wool in. There's some stuff soaking over there. Um, So soaking it in there, cooling it in there, getting it ready to shampoo it before I dry it, all that kind of thing. I've got my trusty pots. can never have big enough pots. My aim is to get some big cray pots someone's recommended to me because I think they'll be just huge and perfect for what I'm trying to do. Um, And under there is just sort of all my masks all my different measuring cups my acids for setting things you can never have too many towels and i also have my trusty weighing out spoons they're actually from an op shop and i really wish i could buy some more of them because i dread ever losing them because this is exactly how i weigh out how much i need for everything so all my recipes are based on these spoons and if I ever lose them I'll be really stuffed. <laughs> so <laughs> they are gold, gold to me, absolute gold to me. And um, yeah they cleaning products because I like to keep everything nice and tidy. This is actually an art piece that I'm working on at the moment so I'm doing a year of seeing what all the speckles that fall look like. It's bowing a little bit, I'm not sure how I'm going to deal with that but that's fine. Another issue, working on that. Over to here is all of my yarn sands. so the kits we're working on for the Floozy Cardigan at the moment as well as other bits and pieces. There's a lot of things going in there for can and for stuff under there for um wool on wheels. So a few things happening and then I've got my trusty suitcase which has lots of my knits in it. It'd be very messy but um a few goodies in here my Winston shawl of them I try and hide them down here when they're in the house the kids tend to um wear them so I usually get dressed upstairs zip downstairs come choose my nightwear for the day and they just all go back in here and just keep them in a nice all in the same place awesome yeah um and then I have all my skeiners over here which um really lucky to have a very clever husband that um built those for me and as well as my benches which are Amazing. So I don't know where I'd be without him really. He just kind of hops to it. I give him a job and he gets on with it Which is really fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So all of my dyes that I use are acid dyes So I've got some, actually I do have some that I inherited that are not acid dyes, but I don't use them nearly as much Um, I find acid dyes I can be quite certain of the colors that I'm going to get right. because I can mix them really well and I think that's just that doesn't say anything about other dyes. It's just that's what I've always used. That's what I've practiced for years and years. Yeah. That's what I'm good at now. Yeah. So um, so I'll probably always stick to those. They do, the, because of acid dyes, the fiber dye bond is relatively fragile. So you What does that mean? So if you put it in hot water mm-hmm. or even quite warm water,
1: you can easily separate those two and you'll get bleeding. So, oh, so like if you have a color that's made of, say, like a purple, yeah, separate a purple. into a red and a blue. Um, no, a it'll, no, no, it'll
2: just bleed. So oh. if you, so you'll lose that connection between the fiber and the dye, that oh, bond. And so, um, yeah, so that's why generally people recommend with acid dyes, you're better to do a cool wash.
1: Right.
2: Always swatch, of course, if you're going to do something light with something very saturated and dark. Yeah. Don't surprise yourself down the track after you've completed your whole entire garment, and then. Put it in a warm bath water, you know, and it just all runs out. So, yeah, just cool water. is probably what I would recommend. Cool yeah. water, mild detergent. Be gentle. Tune it where it always. Treat it well. Yeah, and then I, I have lots of different bases that I do that... Um, some silks. pull some out. Your silks are beautiful. Which I love. Yeah. So it's
1: just got that nice sheen to it. Yeah, that's got quite a nice
2: twist to it. there. It so does. It's not yeah, too and um, tight. No, it's not too tight And I have found that I a few garments out of that it wears very well ah. um, Equally I've got another one This is a New Zealand one that I'm doing at the moment and that's got a bit of silk in it as well actually and um
1: Oh, it's quite, it seems like a slightly different colour. Is that my eyes?
2: Um, no, nice. this is a super
1: wash. Yeah.
2: And this is so then, a non-super wash. Right, that's like and the it difference. looks more
1: muted, doesn't it? Doesn't yeah, it
2: definitely. And also the dyes will take completely differently to it. Right, so how Things will Things tend, tend to be different? more muted on a non-super wash. Right. Um, and I guess yeah, you're a bit brighter and more vibrant on the super yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Interesting. just okay. So when people are after, when they are buying these dyes on kind of these quite sort of vibrant dyes, they tend to be then on superwash yarns. Yep, yeah,
2: they do tend to. Yeah. Um, you can, if, if you've got time, you can achieve that on non superwash, but it will always be pretty fragile in terms of keeping that color. Right. So you would need to be get prepared to always cool wash it. But this is obviously with. Acidize, yeah. um you would need to be prepared to cool wash it always, yeah. so that you don't let it bleed. Oh, it just okay. does bleed more. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and you've got different weights, though. I can see that. Yes. There. Um. So, so, well, these are both four plies, but I also yeah.
1: have eight plies. This is okay. the silk as well. Yeah amazing it's like a
2: blank canvas for you to work on i know it's so fun i at the moment this is very empty and it feels very really sad to me but i've got a big lot of yarn arriving tomorrow and it makes me really excited because i can <laughs> stack it back up and i can start dreaming again and think about yeah what i'm going to do and um yeah the only one i don't have in here at the moment that i soaking over there at the moment but i'll show you, it's like this
1: yeah
2: is the um one that i stock that has yak in it oh okay which makes it a lot Darker.
1: Oh yeah, look at that dark base to
2: it. Yeah, exactly. So it just gives it, a, makes it really moody. It's a really moody, moody.
1: Yeah.
2: Colour. So that is actually the undyed.
1: Oh wow.
2: It's like that. It's very that yak f- fibre is quite dark.
1: Yeah. Oh, look at it. Hold that purple so beautifully. It's like I know. Beautiful isn't it? Exactly,
2: and it goes through. Mm. This is um called Poseidon. This one, oh, yeah, that's those teals sense. and but then you get these like really beautiful, um, almost like dirty blues, so they're kind of very grayish yeah. in color. And I love, love yeah. blues, yeah. You
1: those can you show us some of this the kits, and you can tell us a little bit about how you actually um, create these beautiful colors and yarns that you've got here on the yarns you've got, sure. So um
2: this base we have is a merino silk cashmere it is probably i would say my most luxe base it is just i'm wearing it at the moment and it's divine it's really soft it's got a beautiful drape really really nice stitch definition actually once it's blocked it's just perfect so the colors we put together is um i would i would put these two as kind of complementary colors um whereas this is more monochromatic so it's kind of the idea I had was this would be the pop one it would be the one that comes out at you when you look at it Um this will be similar but probably in a more subtle way I actually envisage this would be this would suit a lot of people a lot of different colorings you'd look great in that if you're brunette if you're blonde it would be a range of I think a, a really nice brownie pink mm. um suits a lot of people I think it looks quite great on them actually um whereas this one. Yeah, that so one made up. So this this one made up. Um yeah. and I think yeah, it will just look great on a range. Yeah. Of so you got a to speckle honest.
1: through the body. Yep. So the body's speckled. so how do you create a speckled yarn compared to the other ones? Because the other ones are tonal, aren't they?
2: Yep. So this silver here, this kit, um, which I would which I think is more it's a more calming one. one. That's the one it's you're the, wearing, isn't it? Yeah, it's the one I'm wearing. And I think it's more like when you're looking at it, the colour. I always think about it as the colour runs away from you. It flows away from you. It's calm. Whereas this one, I would say it's like the colour is rushing at you. Yeah. It's really um.
1: You've pops. got one of those, haven't you? There's another example, another sample of yes. that cardigan. you have got this but, one yeah, yeah. And it just jumps. Yes,
2: exactly so it's just it's a very yeah, it's a really different look Yeah, I think so we've got one for those who want to stand out a bit One for those who want to just be having a calming presence with their cardigan and then one that I think will just suit a lot of people Yeah, just really good Um, The speckle, there's different ways of doing speckle dyeing. I do all of mine with low immersion dyeing So what does that mean for people that don't know anything about dyeing? I um, I have trays that they go into with just minimum amount of water, and they um, I warm it up, add my acid, and then dry sprinkle it with with dye
1: right. and let it set in the in the big pot
2: itself. Yeah, it's sort of in, a, in trays they are. Oh, okay. So and I have a lid for them to kind of steam them to really set those color properly because I um I like getting speckles that are really Find, yeah, I think that's quite perfect. Gives you such little pops of color yeah. throughout everything, and we can see that in on
1: the cardigan, can't Yeah, yeah, there. definitely
2: see that. Just those little, yeah, little pops of color, um, and it makes it so that you don't, yeah, it doesn't pull as much as like a variegated yarn or anything like that. But you still get that mix of colors, right? Um. Yeah, whereas these ones are tonal, they're what I call a good semi-solid, yeah, and they are pot dyed. So I have a big pot, they go in there together in batches, really slow, slow, slow dyeing mm-hmm. to try and get them nice and even. Um of course it's hand dyed, so it'll never be from a shop, but um you'll have more minimal vari- variation, so that's like what I'm wearing here. Yeah. You can see little bits.
1: It gives it little a nice pops. depth, doesn't it? It does, so it, it does. But that, it's
2: not it's just one from that speckle. Yeah.
1: And so the pink and the um, and so this the, has got
2: one that's called Chewy Caramel. Oh nice. And the red is um, Wild Berry, and that's the pop color in it. And there's actually little bits of the Wildberry in this one as well, as well as some
1: rust colors and those nice dark mm. browns. So how do you plan it when you're when you're thinking about how to put a color together? How do you do you, is it an I, experiment or do you actually make plans before you start? I mean, if it works differently, don't Yeah, they? no, I am a very
2: organised person, so everything I do is pretty calculated and planned. Um, I have, I'm just thinking, where is it? I have a box full of little samples. Where are they? There's various other things in here as well. So a few other things cooking at the moment, but um, so all of these, this is variations that went through. This was a more greeny coloured. Yeah. I wasn't happy with that. This was far too like Libby's school colours for her to get <laughs> on board with.
1: That's right, yeah, my school colours.
2: Yeah. This one I experimented with a darker pink. Yes. And decided it was too similar to this one. Yeah. Not obviously not in colour but in terms of who can wear it. Right. So um the lighter is actually I think more accessible to a lot of people yeah
1: because i have the lighter one that pink cardigan is the one i wear and it's good on me with my dark skin yeah exactly but But i think if you're blonde blonde, it would be beautiful too exactly
2: yep so it goes through a few variations there was um what was i experimenting a different speckle in that one this was an initial one which i just it's really yard. despised from the start <laughs> that never so lots went anywhere, trying. lots of tried and error. Oh, yeah, here's another one. Yeah, yeah. there's loads of them, so that's with the yeah. lighter one. I think actually, and here is the ones silver. that I ended up going with in the end. Yeah, the blue one, although I did make that lighter in the end because I yeah. just thought it would, Yeah. once I saw that yarn, it just is shimmery and lovely and it just needed that silver. very light, light mm. silver.
1: Yeah,
2: um, it's the one that Libby did, yeah, and um. Yeah. That one that we went with in the end. So
1: yeah.
2: yeah, so it goes through a lot of phases. So in here I have loads of this is a green
1: that I'm busy working on and something. So when you're gonna actually plan the colour itself, like are you have you done enough now that you sort of know that this I put like, do you work with um just the primaries or do you work with other colours or do I you... layer
2: all of my colours. Right. So the colour wheel is always in my head. I always yep. have to be thinking about where things are, what I need to be layering it with to get a certain colour, um, and everything. Yeah, so I have actually, I do dye with a very limited amount of colours. Yeah. And I just really layer them, layer them, layer them to build them up, reduce them down, tone them, tint them, that yeah. kind
1: of thing. So, yeah. So it's all pretty scientific, the
2: it way is, you go yeah, about it. It is a bit, it? in a yeah. kind of chaotic way, I think. Yeah, in
1: an artistic way.
2: Yes, artistic. <laughs> I, um, I have been doing it for a while now, so I think I have a very good idea of what I can get out of What colors? Yeah, and so um, which ones I can kind of push in terms of depth, which ones I can't. Yeah, and that that just all took a lot of experimenting. Actually, I made a a lot of really ugly wool when I first started doing this, and I just had to um figure out exactly what I want to do and what I want to achieve, and it's very different. So I like, for instance, these ones. I would call that's like a shot black, really. So it has um a lot of black in it, even though it's Even though this is a second one, but even though it's blue, it actually took a lot of black to get this blue. So, a lot ah. of, um, so it's just all about layering those colours, figuring out temperature. Temperature is so important. Um, obviously, things, and that's why you get that variation in hand dyed yarn, There's hardness. I'm just going to shut the door because yeah, I can hear the guys behind us. <laughs> <laughs> shut the door. <laughs> um, yeah, so your pH levels are really important. The um, the hardness of your water is really important. People in different parts of the world can be using the same dyes, the same wool, and it will look different. It will look completely different. Um, also, how much water you have in it. Is it floating in a lot of water? Is it in a little bit of water? The levels of acid you are using to set it. Yeah. Um, and your temperature. Are you putting the wool in when it's really hot? You'll get a completely different colour to when you start it from cooler water and you slowly build that temperature up. Yeah. So um, that all is as much a part of it as the actual dyes that you use. Wow. So I could have one colourway which uses exactly the same dye, and amount of dye and everything, but it can look completely different to a different colourway based on how I've set it and
1: all uh-huh. those kind of things. So Plus yarn. Yeah. Yeah, the yarn must make a difference. Yep. So the, the one difference. we've used at the moment, the one that we've used for the floozy cardigan, yep. is this um, silk marina. We have lots of beautiful skin. Yep, definitely. Right hanging.
2: And this one actually, when it's in the pot, it looks a lot darker than that.
1: Oh. So when it's
2: wet, it's quite dark. And then yep. when it dries and you get that sheen from the silk, yeah, um, it really lifts it. And so often you need to go a bit heavier handed with them, yeah, because they will look lighter once they dry. So there's a bit of experimenting going on with that. So Obviously, none of my samples that I do I do on that base because it's just too expensive to do it that way. Yeah. So this is a super wash, oh. so it will sit completely different. So I kind of experiment with it, and then I have to work out how to translate that, yeah, from that base onto that base. So yeah. different bases will look completely different.
1: So if just, someone wants to use the uh, make this cardigan, and they want, um. They can create a completely different looking cardigan depending on the type of yarn. They oh use, yeah, don't, can't they? So yeah. If they're using the yarn that we've got for the kits, then it'll it's be just lighter, this, yeah, shimmery, because it's silver, got silk in it. Yeah, and it drapes beautifully, yep, doesn't it? it beautiful so dress nice to wear. Yeah, exactly. But they could make quite a woolly kind of cardigan. Yeah, I was just they? thinking. they might end up
2: with a woolly cardigan unexpectedly. Yeah, exactly. I'll show you. I've got. Yeah. This is an example of one that I'm. Although it has silk in it, it is. A more woolly looking one, yeah. So that is a merino silk nylon, yeah. And, it's and but, got the but will make, to it will it? yeah. But it will be a completely different cardigan to something like that, which is yeah. just
1: the sheen on it yeah. and the drape. Yeah,
2: exactly. And so I guess yeah, that's one way you can really make the cardigan your own is yeah. to try it with different things. I think also something that's a bit more heathered. To make it look a lot more moody. Yeah. It's just if you don't want to
1: unexpectedly end up with something no, that's different. Yeah.
2: So definitely I think if you want to get this cardigan with that kind of drape and sheen, mm. you need something with silk in it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't go away from silk. If you did a superwash super wash merino or, or anything like that, it would be Yeah, more woolly. Yeah. 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 It would just look different. It would probably yeah. block completely different. Yeah. I think. I think
1: so. And it, I mean, it can be just lovely. I know one of the testers made one, didn't she, in um, Tosh Light? Yes. And that's a single. Yeah. And it seemed quite ethereal, didn't it? And it did, airy, yeah. Which definitely. is a totally different look. But if you yeah. are after the same thing, then definitely one with silk. Yes, I think the so. Same. And then the cashmere
2: gives it that yeah. little bit of a halo, which yeah. is kind of a nice yeah. mixture to have, the silky
1: drapiness, but with that little bit of a halo. And yeah. So talk to us a little bit about colours. Um, and if they're, you know, thinking about putting colours together, so obviously we've worked out, you know, a bunch of kits here, but yep. in your experience, just with dyeing, when you're thinking about putting colours together, what sort of rules do you, are there any rules in your head about how how you dye things that you know are going to work together? Or if someone's at your standing wanting to make something, how do you sort of direct them to skeins that work together? Do you have any thoughts on that?
2: Um, yes, I think there, it really depends, it kind of comes back a little bit to what we were talking about this, like what effect you want from your cardigan yeah. so something like this which is going to be softer and again it's like i i, I can describe as a feeling color is very emotive to me yeah and so it feels to me like when i look at that it's easy on your eyes and it kind of the color runs away from you almost yeah whereas something like this which pops yeah it's coming out of you and so i would first figure out what look you're going for overall. I think in general when people knit, they should do that because you get a better product, you know you're going to love it. If you already have a little idea in your mind of I've got these pants, I've got the skirt, actually those boots would look great. You'll just wear it so much more. And so I would start with that. What is the look that
1: you're trying to complete with this piece of knitwear? And yeah. then work backwards from that. Because we actually Turn did have your... that sort of look that sort of yes. idea, didn't we? With yeah. this. We talked about having a slightly vintage vibe, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. And okay. um, yeah, and having like a vision of someone who's off yeah. somewhere.
0: Yeah. And
2: um, like in terms of travel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I would work that out first. What like what you, what outfit are you trying to complete with it? Yeah. And then work out are you looking at sort of more monochromatic sort of colours? complementary colors are you thinking about um how much contrast do you want to have do you know what I mean so I think mm-hmm. with this pattern particularly you need a really good pop color that blue the red yeah and um yeah. So this mustardy color yeah you, you need a good pop otherwise it would all just kind of fade away a bit yeah. in the yoke, I yeah. think Unless you're after that,
1: unless you want sort of, exactly. sort of monochrome.
2: Yep, definitely. Yeah. So I think equally it would just look just as nice, with sil- yeah. like a range of silvers. Yeah. And um, it would just be a lot more subtle. So it's, I think, trying to work out what you want from it, really, yeah. and then
1: working backwards. And what if someone came to you with a skein of yarn that they just totally loved, so I'm going to reach over and grab this, so so I'm going to pass you a skein of yarn, but if someone um, said, I just totally love this, what would work with that? What would go through your mind as to thinking about what's going to go well with that skein of yarn? So it's quite a variegated one, isn't it? Yes,
2: it is. um, It's got these sort of darker fuchsia colours in it, Mm. and lighter ones, and it's got... um,
1: those
2: nice teal pops in there yeah totally so i think i would to not confuse it too much go for one or the other yeah i wouldn't do this with a pink and a blue it would not work quite right but i would so say going for the blue i would suggest using this probably for the body yeah and then having that kind of blue as probably the pop color yeah with something in between, maybe a grey, like that kind of grey. So keeping That's it the on mid-class. that same
1: colour spectrum. Yeah, definitely. Keep yes. those
2: colours together. Neighbors.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mm-hmm. think so. Yeah. Um, Would you undo yeah. it? Would you recommend that they undid it and then had a look and see what was yeah. actually in it and the way definitely. it way. Particularly because the way things can be
2: skeined, it can be hiding a lot of colour.
1: Yeah.
2: So see that there? You wouldn't have gotten those depths of blue no. before you opened it up. Yeah. And the same as this. It's got those Pinks. Pinks. So you reckon just keep to
1: one or the other, perhaps not go for both.
2: So yeah. and,
1: and use Yeah. Because otherwise yeah,
2: you're getting back into Yeah.
1: So try and find colours, somewhere. yeah. that works here, but if you It works together. I'm gonna take you over to her box over here. Yeah. But you can see other colours. I'm looking at there's that beautiful teal here that maybe would pick up quite well in it. Yes. No, um oh, sorry. So pretty, I aren't mean, they? There's so many beautiful colours in there. Thank you. But yeah, same. I guess for something like this, with the with the green and the, um, brown. the brown, there's yellows in yellow, there, yeah. And then maybe just picking one of those colours, I guess, to go in with that. I
2: yeah. I wouldn't try and confuse it too much. I think it would become yeah, but too 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 busy.
1: Yeah. 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 Less is Is it a scarf, or is it half of a sweater?
0: From what I've heard, it could be a third of a poncho. There's no excuse now not to be knitting, because you can do it standing, and you can do it sitting. Is it a hat, or is it the start of a blanket? Or even a show for a baby There's no excuse now not to be knitting Cause you can do it standing And you can do it sitting Take out your needles Yeah, yeah We're casting them One, two, three, four, five Once I got a fish and love you. You can do it, Mary You can do it, John Some other homely creation wait and see it might even be for a teapot there's no excuse now not to be knitting because you can do it standing and you, you can do it sitting take out your needle, yeah yeah we're casting yeah. on one two three four five once i got a fish alive you can do it mary And you can do it, John